Righty ho, Chris Schultz joins us this morning to talk entertainment. And first up, we're going to talk about In the Heights. Have a listen to this. I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. Morning, Usnavi. Pan caliente, café con leche. And these blocks, you can't walk two steps without bumping into someone's big plan. I'm making moves, I'm making deals, but guess what? What? You still ain't got no skills. <laughs> I've been saving up all my pennies in my piggy bank for this day. This is gonna be an emotional roller coaster. The odds are against you. But there's a chance, right? It's been described as the feel-good hit of the summer. Been well-reviewed, I see, but um, I noticed in the US the box office wasn't brilliant for opening weekend. Yeah, you know why? Why? Fast and Furious 9 is ruling everything right now. I mean, it's the biggest hits in New Zealand since uh, lockdowns began. Well, I also saw in the States that The Quiet Place 2 has gone back to the number one spot. Yeah, well, that's a great film too. I mean, they're big blockbusters. They're the films that everyone was predicting would get people back into cinemas. But a I, musical? I, I, I don't know, know. But people think of musicals as sort of feel good and... Oh, actually, it's a good point because when The Greatest Showman was released, that didn't have a great start, but Hugh Jackman won people over. He charmed people. And it was the return audience. People went to it over and over again. Yeah, and this you know, might once happen. they became familiar with the music and things like that. This so is, this might just this might grow. Totally. This yeah. is from uh, Lynn, um, Lynn Manuel, the guy who did uh, Hamilton last year, which was the biggest film on streaming services. That came out when, uh, you know, theatre shows hadn't been held. And everyone just wanted to see something, anything that resembled a stage show. So you can see why this has uh, come out now. That was such a hit. This is his follow-up. It's from a Broadway show from 2005. Okay. And it's had a really troubled run getting into cinemas. It, um, it was first mooted in 2008. Then uh, Harvey Weinstein jumped on board in 2016. We know why that didn't happen. So uh, then it was ready just before COVID. And that's delayed it again. So um, troubled run into cinemas. This isn't my movie. It's not made for me. There's 80% music, I want to say, in this. Oh, okay. And Is that a touch too much for you? It's about 75% too much <laughs> for me, Francesca. <laughs> but having said that, this is this is a feel-good film. It's so bright. It's so colourful. If you miss New York, if you miss going to America, this will bring all of those feelings back. It's set in Washington Heights, and it's just three days on a block, it's there's no plot to it really. It's all about the music. The music's fantastic. The choreography's incredible. I did crack up when the guy who played Dr. Dre in the NWA movie Straight Outta Compton came in at the start. He's like all dapper, wearing a like suit, and then he starts doing jazz hands and breaks into song, and it just cracked me up. The other thing is, my wife pointed out that she'd never seen anyone fight in song before. And so maybe next time you're doing the dishes and you or you want your partner to do the dishes, break into song, break into see if song. that helps. Okay, see if that helps. Yeah. I'm not a huge musical lover either. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody did say to me that this is this is quite different. It's quite quirky. It's not your normal they've sort of pushed the boundaries of a cinematic musical. Yeah. Well, I guess so. It's <sighs> So, you know, if if you if you like your sort of your classic musicals, um, then maybe you know, this isn't your cup of tea, but actually maybe for someone like me who does want to see something a little bit These more things ambitious. can go wrong, right? Like yeah. cats. Let's oh, look at cats. Went. Horribly, horribly <laughs> off the rails. Terribly <laughs> off the rails. Uh, but no, this is, I, I guess that's the thing, right? There is not much of a plot. It's just an excuse okay. to have right. a lot of music on screen. You can imagine this on a stage. Yeah. 
huge sound, great songs, great performances. And so as a movie, it, it works. It's fine. It's just not the kind of stage spectacle that you may, might want. The only time I've ever apologised to one of my children for taking them to a movie was when I took my daughter to camp. <laughs> That's <laughs> a just, thousand I'm apologies. I'm just having a memory coming up. Hey, tell me about Murder by the Coast. Yeah, to change the tone completely. Uh, I mean, this this is the reason we all have Netflix subscriptions, right? Is to <laughs> binge true crime documentaries. This is the latest one. Uh, it's Spanish. Uh-huh. It's about a Spanish case from 1999 that uh, I certainly didn't know about. I don't think many people do. It, it was a, it followed a young woman who went missing, and um, her body was found 25 days later. Uh, it turned out it took a quirky twist. Her, her former nanny was uh, arrested and charged. It turned out she'd been in a relationship with her mum, and the daughter hadn't liked it. Okay. And so she gets arrested. She. Pre- Protests her innocence. She says she didn't do it, but she gets convicted, sent to jail for 15 years. And then a year later, another woman goes missing in exactly the same circumstances. Ooh. And so I'm not going to spoil what happens after that, but uh, clearly the nanny didn't do it. Um, the thing I really like about this documentary is it's very straightforward storytelling. There's no like big gruff voiceovers. There's no orchestral swells to tell you when to cry. Uh, there's no reenactments, which is something that really pulls me out of a story is when they get actors in to... Uh, recreate events. I, I loathe that. They don't do that. It's just the the story from start to finish using talking heads and historical footage. And there's tons of historical footage. This was a massive like nationwide scandal at the time. Sounds like a really good podcast with pictures. Yeah, it would make a good podcast, yeah. actually. Um, so is it a film or a series, a TV series? It's a film. Okay. Yeah, 90 minutes. It's just super straightforward, and I can't help but compare it to uh, that uh, the, the TV series we were all watching recently, The Vanishing at Hotel Cecil. Which Ooh, was like on, a similar story. Hang on, I have to write that one down too. I haven't done that. Well, Where's no, that? wait, let me oh, talk about on. it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's one that they really embellished with oh, actors. Right. And, I uh, won't write that one down. They, they also interviewed a lot of internet conspiracy theorists and YouTubers about that case who had no stake in the case whatsoever except to uh, increase their views by following this kind of weird story. That was a, that was a very similar story told in a, the worst possible way. If they'd just done... 90 minutes telling the story like this, it would have worked so much better. And so I, I really enjoyed watching this just for that straightforward storytelling.